afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. So, Frank, over the weekend, of course, Friday at like six o'clock, what happened? The Missouri v. Biden decision from the appeals court slammed down on us for everybody. They 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 filed it late on Friday, and so everybody automatically scrolls to the last page and sees what it says. I'll just say this before we get into a couple of excerpts that I've pulled out. Is it a win? Absolutely. They upheld the injunction for dozens and dozens of federal agencies. Is it also a loss? Yes, I do believe it is. I'm 70-30 on it because they excluded CISA. So CISA can still uh, cohort with with social media like they had been prior to? Yes. For the meantime, at least. For the meantime. Now, I I got slammed for, for coming out like this about it because of people who really just kind of wanted to ignore that part <laughs> and move on. You can't ignore that part. It's too important. Yeah, it makes it, it's not a, it's not a pure victory if, you, if, the, if it's, I mean, especially CISA. Yeah, they're I know. The ones that, they're the ones that are coining the phrase intellectual... Cognitive uh, infrastructure. Infrastructure. Yeah. Right. That's so their I'm phrase. Like, I'm like, what's to stop? Now, granted, this is going to make it a lot harder. Um, no, no. There, I don't want to completely crap all over the damn thing, okay? Because it is a win. It is a big win. And we're going to go over reasons why. It is a huge, massive win. However, I'm like, what's going to stop the White House, who can't speak to social media companies about, you know, X, Y, and Z or anything to that effect, from going to CISA and saying, hey, CISA, in the interim while this is decided, do what we were going to do. Now, again, like I said, there will be ongoing discovery throughout this process. So they really won't be able to effectually do what is barred without being called to the carpet on it. So it is a massive deterrent because there's an injunction in place. But... It's not the best that could have happened. And I personally don't know what the legal ramifications would be for appealing that portion of it. But the judges basically said that so far, Discovery has not proved the coercion necessary that CISA would that that CISA was coercing the federal I mean the social media companies to do anything via threat. Yes, they're in contact making recommendations, which I contend should be completely off the table, but they're not saying do this or else the way the rest of these agencies did. And that is where the win is. So one of the most telling things in this entire hearing or decision, I should say, for me, is this. The court basically said that because of what the government has done so far, It is, in theory, caused social media platforms to alter how they craft their terms of service moving forward. So even if now there is no government involvement, because one of the big things they focused on in here was the fact that social media companies, in direct response to what the government demanded, changed their terms of service on their platforms. And that is completely, completely, it's just not allowed. It's unconstitutional. It's, it's, it's. Hammers down everything that this lawsuit has been saying the entire time. The court said, consequently, it's apparent that the officials exercise meaningful control 
via changes to the platform's independent processes over the platform's moderation decisions. By pushing changes to the platform's policies through their expansive relationship with and informal oversight over the platforms, the officials imparted a lasting influence on the platform's moderation decisions without the need for any further input. In doing so, they ensured that any moderation decisions were not made in accordance with independent judgments guided by independent standards. So what they're basically saying is they've poisoned the well because of the threats and stuff that they've made. So now social media companies are inorganically crafting terms of service to fit what they think daddy government would want them to be. Hey, this is this is uh this is part of the reasoning around the whole um affirmative action with college stuff at yes. this point. You can say okay, this relationship between one entity private and one entity public is not is not appropriate and it is no longer considered legal blah 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 but what 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 have you what are you leaving behind you're leaving behind a, a well-established culture now where a hive mind of people spread across multiple industries and and whatever else they're acting under well-trained accord i mean they they know what the common interests are or what they believe the common interests are among them and it's just it's autopilot now yeah 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 for a lot of them it is and and you know that's throughout here there's a couple of really good um clips of this that i wanted to go through with everyone there's going to be endless coverage of this coming from me this week because i have a gazillion interviews that are scheduled and there's a space today from one to three or so just so everybody knows i'm going to share a little proud mommy moment real quick at three o'clock today viviana is on her uh callback um, with a first-in-line pass for American Idol. It's <laughs> exciting. American Idol? Yeah. They're still doing that? <laughs> I thought, like... <laughs> I, I thought that it was, like, it, like, they have, like, new ones, like the the singer with a mask. They do. They yeah. have all different ones now. But this but is... But American Idol, it's, it's survived so far. Yeah. Oh, good. And she wow. made it through. I know it's exciting for her. And she made it through. She got a callback. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's with more producers and she's um, first in line, so it's exciting. She is. It's still virtual. The next one will be in person if she makes it through again. Oh, good. Um, someone's like, "You're proud of that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am proud of it because my daughter is an amazing vocalist and she's excited about it." So yeah, I'm proud of it. Why not? Well, because it's you know it's American Idol. It's a TV show. It's the entertainment industry. It's, you know, blah, 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 well, blah, blah. I'll, I'll tell you something. Whatever we think is going on in the boardrooms uh, in L.A. and uh, and on the west side of New York, uh, you don't have to sacrifice a, a chicken to be able to sing uh, on uh, in, in an audition. And oh, the, the worst that on that end that you're going to see is just how overproduced and scripted and inauthentic the entire production is. But it doesn't make it any less cool to go out there and just you know, belt a song out in front of a, a new crowd. I, some... I did this 20-something years ago, right after 9-11, which today is. And um, I have a moment of silence planned for, for the end of the show because we have so much material to get through. Um, but I did it right after 9-11 in the city, slept on the street overnight, 
to audition for American Idol. And I spent a, a good amount of time in this industry, left for my own personal reasons, but with the knowledge that I gained can guide my daughter if that's what she wishes to do. And I would never, ever crap on her for wanting to do it, nor would I not be supportive. So yes, I do support that. There you go. Um, so the district court, I mean, I'm sorry, the appeals court basically affirmed everything that the district court said. They state, they made a, a statement in here that they, you know, everybody's trying to say they don't have standing, the government, they, they don't have standing to sue us. Um, they, in order to get an injunction, you have to hit a, a number of very specific criteria, one of them being likely to succeed on the merits of your case. A temporary injunction is a massively intrusive thing that is very hard to get. So at the appeals level, especially, it's very hard to get. The appeals court has declared that the case is likely to, to succeed on the merits, meaning there's enough evidence here already in limited discovery to prove what they're saying in their complaint. We're going to grant this injunction against departments that we will get into at the end um, and stop them from communicating with social media companies to censor American speech. Um, here, this this is where it gets interesting. You're probably going to find it super interesting. Interesting. The, the appellate court says that the past chilling of people's speech has caused individuals to self-censor moving forward, which mm -hmm. causes them ongoing harm. So they say the lingering effects of past censorship must be factored into the standing calculus for what people are doing now because people are like, well, I'm not going to say this anymore because if I do, I'm scared I'll be banned. Self-censorship is a harm. The court has now affirmed that if you're self-censoring, it's a free speech infringement. If you're self-censoring because of conduct that has happened to you in the past, under basically a duress. It's... It's behavior modification on every front. Before, like I said before, these these secret cultures that are that are assumed, um, whether it be in schools or all this stuff, they have a new culture of power and authority. And then the new culture for us who are using the technology and just living in the world, our new culture is double, you know, double guessing everything we want to say, not because everything we have to say must be correct, but because we don't know how, what, what the punitive damages of speaking our mind is about, going to be, even if we're wrong. Is it going to be a battering ram through your front door? To, to right. I mean, that's right. literally- Right, it could be that severe. Yes. It could be that severe. Yes. Yes, it could. Now, this is another good one. In, in their arguments, oral arguments, the government tried to argue that ongoing harms wouldn't happen anymore because, like, for example, Twitter says they stopped enforcing their COVID misinformation policy. So there's nothing that's going to happen to anybody now because they're not enforcing it anymore. But the until court... It's bad, until, until the flu season gets bad again. Like Australia? Have you seen what's going on in Australia? What? People getting sick? People are dying from influenza B like dropping dropping from it like there's been a few news stories i've read vaccinated people are dying from influenza b you know last time i had dr mccullough on my show i asked him about one of the more prevalent things that everybody has to deal with at this stage in the game and it, it's just a war of statistics and whose information is real and whatever all you hear from the paid leftist shills on Twitter and elsewhere, it, over and over again, relentlessly, 
that the unvaccinated are dying at a higher clip than the vaccinated, that that conservatives are overall dying far more than liberals. Uh, of course, they always amend that with, should we tell them or should we just let this keep happening? Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm and I and I and I just and it doesn't matter how many times I ask a person of authority like Dr. McCullough, can you please give us the truth? And he gives us the contrary. I I just what where are they getting this from? Is it just their hopes and dreams? Is it Kyle Silver? Where is it coming from? I don't from? know. Nobody ever shares any any way that they know this. How do you know? How are they pulling the political affiliation of people who have passed away? Like, are they taking all of the names in the death registry and cross-referencing them against voter registration? Like, or forget what? about political. What about just because there's plenty of conservatives who got the vaccine? I, so, uh, mil yes, many, 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 many of them. And then yeah, you know, people don't talk about that. That whatever fraction of the country did not touch it at all. That's a mix of conservative, of liberal, of politically indifferent. Yep. So. Yep. I don't even know how the hell they're compiling this where, wow, the unvaccinated are just dropping like flies. I don't know. The unvaccinated are, aren't having sudden heart attacks on baseball and, I'm sorry, on soccer fields um, and basketball courts. They're not. So. But anyway. The court, wow. the court says that. Um, where was I? Hold on. Hold on. How did this happen? Um, forget that last one. It was important. I don't know where the second half of it went, so we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it later. But the reason why this lawsuit is succeeding and the rest of them have not, Frank, is because every other lawsuit has been against the social media companies for their terms of service or for their moderation decisions or, or, or. So, like, you banned me for blah, 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 and I should have free speech rights. And then the courts come back and say, well, they're a private company. So this one is different because the government is interacting with social media companies such that social media companies are changing their content moderation policies at their behest and threat. And the lawsuit is not against the social media companies, but against the government. Is there, is there a possibility that it can be proven in court and made... I don't know, applied generally enough that this interaction between government and and the social media comp uh, companies had actually permanently changed the culture of free speech at these companies and therefore um, influenced the TOS and it makes it a little bit more of a winnable fight to sidestep that, well, they're a private company. Well, are they a private company? Yes. Yeah, they're a private company taking direction from the federal government. Yes, yes, yes. And that's why the Fifth Circuit here cites Rogan O'Hanley's case, D.C. Drano, extensively throughout this because he sued Twitter for banning him for, quote, election, inter election interference or whatever because he was talking about voter fraud after the 2020 election. And he sued Twitter and... His court, his case is pending cert in front of the Supreme Court right now. And Ron Coleman was on our show to talk about that case. And we, we yeah. talked. Yeah. So I keep on telling them. I told them a couple times, sent them emails and everything too. read this because exactly what you just said 
is what the court's affirming. The culture has forever changed now. Like that that one that we said a couple a couple posts ago. The culture has basically changed at these places. And I think that the I think honestly believe the social media companies are going to be in a lot more for them, it'll be a more beneficial position for them to release discovery and not fight it so much, knowing that now the government's been exposed instead of trying to hide it because they're scared. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so they're not going to, I don't think they're going to fight discovery just so damn hard, which is why you're seeing Facebook doling out all this information to Jim Jordan. They're tired of being a battered, a battered spouse. And now this is blown it wide open. So they don't have such liability in secrecy anymore. I hope I'm making sense when I'm saying that. Yeah, no, it, 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 it makes it makes sense. And and it really goes to explain that yeah, as far as I don't know, over the last five, seven years or so, especially since Donald Trump shook things up, we were we're always talking about the same thing about the terms of service being so intentionally vague mm-hmm. so that the cause du jour can be adjudicated with absolutely no say whatsoever and all the authority being vested in a private company. But it's obvious that it is a shared culture. And uh, when you see when you see the government like CISA or anywhere else, actually, I mean, they were the ones that formulated terms like miss this and then malinformation and this is the reason why i you know you can say whatever you want about the origins of google and youtube and who was always in control of it but the culture change i mean if you if you go back eight years you can watch all of the you can watch the obama deception on youtube still in full all of alex jones's you know documentary you can find all that stuff and People are getting paid for it through ad rev. You can't you can't say anything. You can't say anything on YouTube anymore, like at all. Basically, it's just music and whatever. Yes. And I will tell you, YouTube and Google are probably the ones who were they they're not even they're so willing and 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 they're they're not being coerced by anyone. They're like the it doesn't seem like YouTube and Google really needed the government to tell them anything. They're doing everything that they're doing on, on, you know, in probably in cooperation with the government, but not at in being coerced by them. They're evil. Okay, listen to this one. The government had argued that because all of these people that are in this lawsuit have been reinstated, they don't have any standing to sue because the censorship problem that they suffered is gone. But the government, I mean, the court says... If the individual plaintiffs didn't currently have active social media accounts, then there would be no risk of future government coerced censorship of their speech on those accounts. But since they continue to be active speakers on social media, they continue to face the very real and imminent threat of government coerced social media censorship. This is a Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals saying the fact that they're on social media still is actually more of a threat to their free speech than if they weren't government. So just because someone was reinstated, that self-censorship topic we talked about in the beginning comes in in full play. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be scared that they're going to be censored. Um, also, another argument that they made was that, oh, sometimes the, um, the social media companies didn't censor when we asked them to. So how could we be coercing them if they didn't do it sometimes? And the court said... Um, 
the they don't have to prove that that the social media companies would comply all the time. They just have to show the likelihood that they would comply, which is obvious throughout this whole thing. So just because only 50% of the posts that the FBI requested be taken down were taken down doesn't mean that the other 50% means that they have no threat towards, you know what I'm saying? Like they just have to show there's some likelihood that, that the social media company will act. As a matter of fact, this next portion, the right to listen as a, a portion of the First Amendment that is very rarely spoken about. People have the right to listen just as strongly as they have the right to free speech. If somebody like a government or a an elected representative is stopped from hearing their constituents due to government-coerced censorship or censorship at all, that is also a violation of the First Amendment. Well, well uh, on the flip side, what about the constituent who is shadow banned and even if, uh, and even if the uh, you know the, the the stopping one from being heard can be on the other side, yeah, the constituent and the representative are on the same platform, but it, 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 there's there's more than one ways to prevent one from seeing the other. Yeah, so and it's... and also like, I might want to hear Jill Hines from Health Freedom Louisiana, in South Carolina because I like what she has to say and now you've taken her away and I can't hear her anymore or if she's still there she's censoring herself so I can't hear her the way she intends that's a violation of the first amendment as per that this one here is huge the plaintiffs allege that the federal that federal officials ran afoul of the first amendment by coercing and significantly encouraging social media platforms to censor disfavored speech including by threats of adverse government action like antitrust enforcement and legal reform. We agree. That's it. That's it. That's it. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has just affirmed that the Biden administration and the Trump administration have censored Americans' speech using coercion via the social media. They just basically proved the entire case right there. Um, I just want to skip to... They talk about how they have, they talk about again, how they have now influenced content moderation decisions moving forward, like you said, Frank. Yeah. It says, um, by pushing changes to the platform's policies through their expansive relationship with an informal oversight over the platforms, the officials imparted a lasting influence on the platform's moderation decisions without the need for any further input. In doing so, officials ensured that any moderation decisions were not made in accordance with independent judgments guided by independent standards. So forever they've tainted this. Now the FBI didn't threaten, if you don't take that post down, we're coming for you the way the White House and Surgeon General did. But because they're law enforcement officers, there's an implied threat to anything that they say. So the FBI is also enjoined from, they're, they're also, they can't, they can't do anything they were doing anymore. The FBI cannot have 13 agents sitting there running through social media trying to find posts that they find offensive or whatever and they then, can still sit uh they can still sit anonymously on uh, on 4chan and yeah. fed post yes. fed post and set up a raid yes they can um also the cdc is basically it, the court basically says here the cdc was writing all of the the moderation policies for facebook during covid they were the content moderation factory they cut the terms of service factory every time there was a post made 
Facebook would run back to the CDC and ask the CDC if it was true. Every time. The CDC basically should have had like an army of people just working for Facebook, which they do, by the way. Uh, and as we've seen. Yes. Now, here are the organizations that are enjoined from speaking to social media companies to coerce them, like the injunction said. The president, the press secretary, uh, counsel to the president, White House partnerships manager, Shah, special assistant to the president, administrator of the digital service office within OMB, the White House national climate advisor, the White House senior COVID-19 advisor, um, deputy assistant to the president and director of digital strategies, the COVID-19 director of strategic communications, the digital director for the COVID-19 response team, the deputy director of strategic communications and engagement for the White House. Um, hold on. The supply coordinator, the chief medical advisor to the president, the surgeon general, the chief engagement officer for the surgeon general, uh, the CDC, um, all of the teams within the CDC, all of them, the digital teams, all of them, um, the FBI, any section chiefs, the FBI Foreign Influence Task Force, Elvis Chan specifically by name, and Supervisory Special Agent of Squad CY1 in the San Francisco Division. So it bars the CDC, the Surgeon General, the White House, and the FBI from co co uh, communicating with social media companies. But it does not bar CISA from doing the same. And it doesn't bar whatever agency they're going to make tomorrow out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> the thing. Make, it's like... Make a new agency. It's all... I just, I want to codify this again before we go on. Am I excited about this? A hundred percent. The precedent that was just set with that Fifth Circuit decision is immeasurable. Immeasurable. I mean, there are so many different ways it is a benefit. It is hugely... Hugely important that the, the White House and all those other offices are, are barred from, from the communications that they've been having with these social media companies. But the, the, the fact that they've decided that CISA wasn't coercing, they were just suggesting, and they think the suggestions are still okay, that is a big no-no. Now, throughout more discovery, which we will get, and CISA was trying to withhold, we will find more information that they were threatening. I'm not worried about that. I just wish for the next two years, as we move through this and through the 2024 election, that the White House couldn't just go to CISA and say, hey, since we're suggesting things to social media companies, how about you suggest that they remove this content? You see what I'm saying? Right. Oh, there's so many ways to skin a cat. Yeah, and it also removes the private organizations that were threatened. <laughs> so the EIP and the Stanford Internet Observatory, they're not even touched by this the way they were with the original one. So there are downsides to it. I'm not going to sit here and poof out fairies and rainbows and unicorns. It's fan-frickin-tastic, but again, 70-30. 70 good, 30 bad, my opinion. Yeah, Move. you know what? Like you said, it's a... Uh... It, well, as you explain it to me, and you always go much deeper into this, especially this topic in particular. But it's not a it's not a pure win, but it's obviously very net, heavily net positive. It's so unheard it, of, unheard of for the Fifth Circuit to do anything like this, and it's going to go to right. it's going to go to SCOTUS. If the right. federal government, if the federal government doesn't appeal this, 
then I'll know they're going to be using CISA. If they do, there's a little bit of a question. So moving on. I have a video clip to play. Frank, this is unbelievable. I know everybody. What do you got? <laughs> here we go. You're, you, I'm sure you've heard this. Where are we here? Here we go. I can't believe this. Oh, yeah. You took but oath. your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception. And that is, if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. Uh, wait a minute, okay. you're talking about crimes. There are already laws against the crimes, so how are their rights? I got it. But, but again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? If the police? What is she even talking about here? This, this woman needs to be carted off to jail. She just declared the, the Second Amendment null and void under a, an emergency in, in, in uh, New Mexico. She said, for 30 days, nobody's allowed to carry their weapon. What because was like 15, a public health emergency. 15 days to stop the spread? A public health emergency, she declared, and then said the Second Amendment is null and void because... Why? People... Because there's crime surging in, in New Mexico? Yes. So I... you have a border... Another, another, another dumpy border state who, with, a, with a lot of crime problems and safety, personal safety is in question. And, of course, the first thing that this idiot does is take away the one thing that any person could use to hedge against the hedge against any kind of a uh a, a, a danger that could defend themselves it, uh, uh, it, it's wow it's, i couldn't believe the listen your door opened by the way you might want to somebody opened and closed your door really yeah, it's aurora ah so one thing you might want to we, we, we all have to reaffirm here before we get on with this more i cannot believe this woman is sitting here saying that she has the authority to take away someone's god-given right the constitution isn't granting you any rights by the way as we all know they are protecting the rights given to you by god so basically what this woman is saying is she's more important than our creator and can revoke your right to protect yourself whenever she wants by declaring a public health emergency because she can't keep crap under control in her state now the reporter saying there are already laws on the books against the crimes that have been committed why aren't we a force it enforcing the law instead of taking away the rights of law-abiding people wait till you hear what she responds control somebody should do something i'm doing as much as i know to do Madam yep. do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in albuquerque on the streets for 30 days uh no but here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message. Well, to, 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 
It's a resounding message to who? Criminals aren't going to listen. You just affirmed that. Who were you? Who who were you? Who were you? I don't get She's it. She's a very stupid woman. I mean, ridiculously moronic. I, stupid and stupid and and evil. I mean, this is a a, per, a person who is confident in her stupidity. Um, uh, and uh, she and Kathy Hochul are birds of a feather. I'm just going to tell you something. I skipped a few slides ahead here. Ted Lieu, Ted Lieu and David Hogg, by the way, came out with the same exact message. Very weird. I support gun safety laws, says Ted. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal Constitution. Now, the way he's writing that makes it seem like the federal government can come in and suspend the Constitution whenever they want. But there is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. Teddy boy, what happened during COVID? Why does everybody forget the past hellish two and a half years that we have lived through? Like, like that has never happened before? I, I don't get it. Now, there was a protest, thank goodness, Gun owners, many open carrying, rallied in Old Town Albuquerque today to openly defy the New Mexico governor's executive order banning the open and concealed carry of firearms there as a one-month, quote, emergency. Police did not intervene or enforce the they, order. They, well, they, well, just, just, just think about how stupid that is. And, of course, it's stupid if you take it for exactly what they say it's about. But, again, just like with covid 15 days, stay inside, put on the mask for a little bit. It's about training dogs, little by little. Training dogs, go inside, bad air quality out today. It's a little bit, it's a climate change lockdown. Training dogs, new behavior. Because obviously, if you have a crime problem, what the hell is 30 days? What 30 about the days cops? No is there a carve out for the cops? Of course, the cops that aren't, uh, that are apparently aren't doing anything anyway. Sure. Yeah, I guess it's already been carved out. So it's ridiculous. It's the but, way uh, it's the way they passed the Safe Act in New York without the carve out for the cops, and then it made it illegal for cops to have their weapons. Do you remember that? I do. It was I don't back in that. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> it was it was the first version of the bill that they passed, and they forgot to make a carve out for law enforcement in it, and and it made it immediately illegal for cops to have their guns in New York in New York at all throughout the whole state. This is interesting. This is interesting. A speaker was there, an anti-gun speaker, or an anti-gun protester was there in the crowd at this protest. Oh! And... How can I... How can I... I know you opened the door. Tracy saw you. I, I swear. We're talking about... We're talking about guns in New Mexico. She's... So Do you know anything about this? Yes, I go pick a book and um. What book are you gonna read? Um, like a jungle one. You want to do a jungle book? Okay, have fun. I can't. I can't even help the smile that comes away. I love her. Okay, we're gonna watch this. This is where and and you wanna you can you you can go. I'll explain it to you afterwards. <laughs> I'm just gonna close. I'm just gonna close the door. Okay, the anti-gun protester is given a microphone to speak at this pro second amendment defiance here watch this emergency powers was passed in 9 11 2002 2001 bipartisan 
It's been used by the executive today. It's been used to the emergency powers before. You have to pay attention to the policy and you have to stay out connected to your rights every day like this. You have to maintain this every day. I'm a community organizer by trade. If you don't do this tomorrow, this won't matter. It will matter for all of us, but they won't pay attention if you're not here tomorrow. Another thing I'll tell you, if you think the governor willfully violated your rights like I do, everyone here can sue her. She does not have qualified immunity in this state anymore. She does not have This is the only state in the country where the executive in this state does not have the ability to willfully violate your rights. So use your ability to sue her. Everyone here should sue her. Everyone here should sue her. Picked the wrong click. Uh, yeah, here it is. What just happened by our governor has agreed. Uh, okay, nice. this dude. Keep it nice. So, hey, hey, my friend with the mask, come up. They let the they let the anti-gun protester up on the speaker's lectern to speak. They. Ask him if he'll take off his mask. He takes off his mask. They cheer. They let him say his piece. I just want to point that out because there is a they a crowd full of gun-toting conservatives letting an alternative viewpoint speak freely without any, you know, he wasn't even there to speak. They let him up there to speak and share his viewpoint in a marketplace of ideas. And nobody was hurt or or maimed or shot or killed or harmed or there were no uh, cars driving through the crowd trying to kill people. And that's the way things are supposed to be in a town square. In a town square, you're supposed to be able to have every viewpoint and they allowed him to have his viewpoint and he made it out of there unscathed somehow. Nobody attacked him. Isn't it amazing how that works? I think that was like the best thing to come out of the rally. Now, Stephanie Lord and John Block are calling for her impeachment over this. It needs to happen immediately. This is a power-hungry lunatic that needs to be reined in and removed yesterday. And I've got a news clip about it here that's worth watching. I mean, I, I can't even believe we're having this conversation. Like... What's to stop if nothing happens here and we don't do something or the citizens of, citizens of New Mexico don't do anything? What is to stop all like California from declaring a public health emergency and and pull it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come. E even if she's BTFO'd, California's gonna do it. See, I, th this is the tough thing because on one hand, I want to try to keep the conversation constitutional. What actually is is uh available to curtail gun rights on a state level which is where you can pass legislation if it is in accordance with the state constitution if she's violating new mexico constitution on on uh you know firearms then 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 whatever um that's that's something else but she can't you can do stuff like that on a state level it is just that's that's the case that's the separation of powers but on the other hand we don't have really a country anymore i don't think that uh, you can pass you can amend a state constitution barring freedom of speech and then make that state i don't think you can do that frank you could, could you could curtail it yes that th this is the way we're set up this is the russian i mean we're the the 
The Constitution for the United States, the federal government, only applies to the federal government. Everything else is left to the states. And, and now over the years, there has been precedent of the Supreme Court now being supreme over state issues. Some of them we like, some of them we don't. And it just has made all of the true separation and compartmentalization of our government seem completely moot. And this is where we are right now. So I guess we could we should just take wins where we can get them. Mm. But um, the, the real reason why any of this is even a problem is because our our culture as a people is so messed up that you go back 200 years. I don't think anybody would ever actually envision a governor that would think of doing anything like this. They would, you know, I think it'd be very hard for anybody to envision how um, how deteriorated we are that this this mental midget over here with the silver hair in in uh, in, in New Mexico is actually in a, in a in a place of power, and this is a legitimate idea that she has. I, I so. I and, and I mean, while admitting it's not going to do anything at the same time, because the criminals well, aren't going to fire. She literally... How many times have they, have they admitted that we could cut our throat economically here in this country to the tune, tune of hundreds of billions of dollars in the effort to uh, bring industry down to size and, and try to take the, the thermometer of the of the world down a, a degree, and they know that it's not going to happen. It's only, they say it's symbolic. So that the real polluters in the world might be able to do make some action, like in India or China, and it's all symbol. So you're we're killing ourselves for symbolism. Yeah, they readily admit this stuff because I think some of them are true believers in that woo woo crap. But other than that, they're all very spiteful, evil demolitionists who really they they have vested interest in watching this nation's sovereignty go away. I think they are looking at the citizen of the world kind of a uh i i don't know what kind of outlook they have so i guess it's all different from person to person but this is we are under the rule of idiots mm, here's a news clip about the idiot in char in, in chief right now here she is has made national headlines a 30-day ban on carrying firearms in any public spaces across bernalillo county to curb gun violence since the announcement yesterday, it's drawn major criticism from across the country, leading to two New Mexico lawmakers calling for the impeachment of Governor Luan Grisham following her public health order. News 13's Gabe Chavez has more. We made an oath, which is a promise that we swear that we're going to uphold the Constitution, the rights of New Mexicans, and she threw that right out the window. Anger, frustration, and shocked. That's how some state leaders are feeling today after the governor's public health order went into effect yesterday afternoon. I was completely shocked and taken by surprise that she would do such a gross overreach and completely violate the Constitution. Our governor, she called for open season on law-abiding citizens by subverting the state and federal constitutions and laws of our state. And that's something that needs to be remedied immediately. The governor's public health order bans open and concealed firearms in public spaces throughout Albuquerque and Bernalillo County for 30 days. This order does not impact law enforcement or licensed security officers the 30 days and does not the impact best. those who carry a gun on private property. Oh. Representatives Lord and Block both say even those on the other side of the political aisle are shocked and angered by this. 
I ran into someone who is on the other side of the aisle of me and some issues. There's a lot that we do agree on, but there's this one. I was surprised. He came up to me, Democrat, lives in the area. He said, I am so angry at the governor. This public health order has also sparked three lawsuits, one threatened by state Senate Republican minority leader Greg Baca and one planned by House Republicans. Another filed today on behalf of the National Association for Gun Rights in U.S. federal court. It's a move just, by the governor I, I, that has made. I, I, I. The 30 days was incredible. That, that is just Yeah, so 30 incredible. days will do it, Frank. And then we'll extend it and then we'll extend it and then we'll extend it and extend it and extend it. And then all of a sudden it'll become permanent. Look, David Hogg and Ted Lieu right underneath each other saying the same exact thing with the same exact words. Very strange. There is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. Something weird here. Well, like that one woman said, she's in violation of federal and state. Well, state is the most important. That's that's the whole thing there. For a governor of a state, if they are in violation of their own constitution, then they, uh, New Mexico needs to go apeshit. They, 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 they need to hold her to account if that's the case. Now, symbolically, she's in violation of the of the Second Amendment up for the Constitution of the United States. But that, I mean, that's the big point right there. Where, where, where is she in violation of the, the rights of New Mexicans under New Mexican Constitution? And, I don't think um, there's any constitution, a state constitution. Every state has a constitution. Yes, I know. I wasn't saying that. I was saying I don't think there's any constitution for any state in this country that bars the the, the state. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And to change a state constitution follows the same process typically as the federal constitution. It's not easy. Exactly. And it, 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 it was another issue where like, where, where nobody's following any processes, <laughs> nobody is respecting any separation of one power or another to where you even get to the point where in places like California, where you think that they would do anything, they could be able to do anything. Um, they just ignore the amendment process to their constitution, which I'm sure, I'm sure is in violation on every front there is imaginable. Yeah. But they have a wonderfully large, robust, progressive majority in their state legislature, and they just simply write law, and the majority says it's so, so it's so, because how many people actually know? How many people know? I'm well, sure some like the- people out there in California, and as in New York, know that what's going on in the state is not right. But um, but this it it doesn't mean anything to a group of people who are are mostly as a country we are mostly focused on who the president is going to be every four years because that's the new king. At, and then who and then what is the the general majority makeup of Congress because that's the king's court. You know, it, it's just it's absurd. It, it is. It is. We're, it's hard to make sense of all this stuff if nobody's got it right. Yeah. You, I, I, yeah. Can you? I always say this. Can you imagine if we just followed what was written the right way? How prosperous and amazing this place would be. We would hardly. I mean, obviously, the the the, the way that communication is these days, technology and all that. 
we would be a lot more globalized, not globalized, but globalization. We, uh, we would be so much more globalized. We would, I mean, the whole country would be tied together. We would know what's going on. All, you know, communication would be there. But uh, other than that, we it would be very boring. We would just be hyper-focused on what's going on near us in our 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 towns and counties and and you know local regions and whatever there there would just be so little interest in what election is happening on the other side of the country because it has no bearing on how you take care of things at home it would it, it would be it'd be really romantic if you ask me it'd be a wonderful wonderful thing it doesn't mean that life would not come without its challenges that there wouldn't be local drama local corruption but at least it's a lot easier to, to deal with things like that where you can most easily affect it. To think about the kind of corruption we are trying to clean up in Washington, D.C., it's, it's, <laughs> it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen because this is not the system that was created for us. This is a zombie system. It's... it's I, uh, again, just to clarify one more time, the governor of New Mexico admits that criminals will ignore her order that she's making for public safety because it's always legal gun owners who follow the law and are, are, are law-abiding citizens who break the law. It makes no sense by her own admission. It is a power grab the likes of which we haven't seen yet outside of COVID. And yeah. So I have two things. I have more of Mayor Adams in New York City, or I have this story about Glenn, Glenn Youngkin granting that pardon to the Loudon father who was arrested at the school board meeting. Trying oh, to, I saw that. Yeah. Um, he was arrested because he was there blowing up because the school board hid the fact that his daughter was sexually assaulted in a bathroom. And he got arrested for it. Glenn Youngkin pardoned him. Here's the video. Um, we've written a lot about this. Wendy has dedicated a lot of time to it at Uncovered DC back when it happened. But here. It's wrong too. Here he is. Well, you are. You cannot change that. This is... I can't. I can't. I... I mean, yeah, let's get all over this man on the floor because he's trying to defend his daughter while a school district's allowed. I, I, he's lucky. They're lucky he didn't kill the kid, okay? I'm just saying. Yep. He has no worries anymore. Everything's been gone. Um, here's a minute and 39 seconds of... <laughs> Where everyone was preoccupied with the notion of global warming. Not a joke. Did you ever think that? And there's a, my, my brother loves having, there's famous lines from movies that he always quotes, you know, and one, one of them is there's, there's a movie about John Wayne, he's an Indian scout, and they're trying to get the, I think it was Apache, one of the great tribes of America back on the reservation, and he's standing with the Union, so he's, they're all on, they're and they're on their horses and their saddles, oh, and geez. there's three or four Indians in headdresses, and the Union soldiers, 
And the Union of Soul was basically saying, the Indians, come with me, we'll take care of you, we'll be everything will be good. And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union of Soul and says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lion dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming. But not anymore. All of a sudden, they all realize it. It's a problem. And there's nothing like seeing the light. Oh, you old rapist. Stop whispering. It goes on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm glad glad he told us the whole story. <laughs> oh, to, to, uh, we, how, how about uh, next time, why don't you just play the movie for everybody? <laughs> and then afterwards, you can make your little tie-in comment to global warming, you dumb bitch. I'm sorry. I forgot. Oh, whatever. Listen, it's September 11th, and 23 years ago now... Twenty-three. Twenty-three. No, twenty-two. Twenty-two years ago. Yeah, twenty-two years ago. Today, something absolutely terrible happened. We've talked about a lot on the show, but what I wanted to do today is take a little bit of time at the end. We'll just do a, a moment of silence for everybody who's lost somebody. I know a lot of people who have lost people, not just directly that day, but in the aftermath with all of the toxins and poison and Governor Whitmer saying it's safe to go outside and breathe the air. Everybody will be fine. Nope. Everybody was not fine. Lots of cancer cases. Lots, lots of, of cancer cases. A lot of, lot of, lot of uh, witnesses disappear. Yeah. It's, um, and you know, I think it's generally accepted that something is just not right about that story, at least today, given everything we've experienced. I encourage people to look into it um, at their leisure. Or leisure, as they would say. We'll do a moment of silence as we close out the show today. Let me get this dork off screen. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Also live, obviously, 8.30 in the morning on Rumble, Getter, and on Twitter. And make sure to catch Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv or also on Rumble. We'll be back here on Wednesday for all of you. Later.